welcome back everyone. It's been a very busy day today and yet another great day to talk about something that just kept popping up as headline the last few days. Now I want to talk to you about the temptation to react impulsively and I think it is such a big problem in human interactions these days. Now did you guys see what happened in the Oscars when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? Now, slapping Chris Rock for his joke on Oscar night didn't probably make Will Smith or his wife feel more right. And I am sure Smith is now going through some remorse or guilt. And this greatest show that ever happened on TV that Chris Rock talked about is not something that our children should see. Already, they are seeing so many acts of violence and assault in the streets, in schools, on TV, so many other channels. And that slap was such a huge fallout on the part of Will Smith. And even after he had received the glorious Oscar trophy, people will only remember that slap, the profanity and the angry attack. That one minute of impulsivity has left an indelible mark on Will Smith. That moment was wild, reeking in strong, ugly emotions. And the big question is, why? Why did Will Smith do it? What triggered such a strong reaction to leak out of his body and into a very, very messy situation. Now, I loved what Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl said, and I quote, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in that response lies our growth and our freedom. And that space that Viktor talked about, that can be the messy middle or the magic middle for us. The power to turn it from potential messy to possible magic lies on every human being. And it is the biggest difference that spells the difference between being a foolish person or the bigger person. American neuroscientist Joseph Ledoux said, Strong emotions make us stupid. And the emotions that trigger immediate thoughtless reactions can be pride, arrogance, shame, embarrassment, and so many other related emotions. And don't you just agree that safety is so essential for us human beings and our actions are engineered to ensure our survival and protection. That is very basic. Maslow's hierarchy of needs shows us that when there is potential threat to us, to our family, to our loved ones, our property, or something else we hold dear, we experience a strong emotional response which gets sensitized and then we are ready for action. And even when the stakes might not be as high as a life and death situation, we are no different from our ancestors in how they cope with survival in this respect. Having an awareness as to how humans can react to this space given to us, whether to cross it impulsively or to default to, let's say, fight, freeze, or flight, or to distract this impulse by using the space to pause and think about the consequences of our actions. Now, that is game-changing. To constantly remind ourselves to stop and think, not just to make life-changing decisions at once, just smaller decisions, not necessarily to make the leap to be the biggest person in the room, and in the case of Will Smith, not even needing to jump at once into forgiveness in that moment of pain and offense, but just to decide to take on the small, more noble step forward. That seems to me like the grace that we need. Knowing the next step need not be the bigger person act. It is just like a lot of weight of the world is now dropped off our shoulder. From the pressure to be the bigger and the better person to be just the person 
who invites insight from a pause when your peace is disturbed, to withhold the impulse to act on the strong negative emotion and allow it to move us to a better place. When that choice is awakened, we stand on that space, on that middle with light. Perhaps we can think about what it really means to be the light. We hear this thing being the bigger and the better person from the voices of our parents, friends, mentors, and leaders. All too often, it gives us a lot of pressure because we wanted to avoid condemnation or judgment and live up to the higher expectations. But we can reduce the pressure a bit by just making the quick decision to restrain ourselves, not 10 minutes after or a day after, but immediately. Perhaps this is the new impulse we needed to learn and master, the impulse to withhold a quick reaction. It might turn out to be the best decision for the day. Now, how quickly can we withhold the impulse to react? I think it's immediately. Today, we can decide to stop ourselves from opening that bag of chips or buying another pair of shoes or making that rude and disrespectful snark that can hurt a relationship, another person, or a system. Instead, and in a heartbeat, we can decide to exercise or to pause and think or to regroup or reframe the words that are itching to come out of our mouths. Had Will Smith taken the nobler decision, he would have stepped into the space, the bigger person between the two. And Chris Rock would have learned better than to throw irreverent and insensitive jokes. Every day that we decide to restrain our impulse is a day to be proud of our decisions. It is a quick fix in a snap of a finger. And there is no pride loss in that pause and all the grace gained. And we can all do it. But we've got to practice, practice, practice and pay attention to our emotions and our behaviors. We've got to deconstruct our unconscious reactions and manage the triggers that make us react fast. When we feel an impulse rise, perhaps we need to stop ourselves with a question. What good will the words I am itching to say now do to the situation or to the person or to me? If I need to say it, does it need to be right now? And when the answer is yes, does it need to be said right now by me? Or am I too invested in the situation that saying it right now by no less than me disables the other party from even receiving the emotions and ultimately the message? Once we stop and think about these things, the strong emotions would have probably faded away. And in that empty space, we fill in the blank with more empathy, more kindness, and more understanding. That's just great, right? By being light, we are now given a chance to win and win in a heartbeat. We can demystify impulsivity by giving it lesser credit and making it the harder state of choice. In its place, we can make mindful response to take over. And this, when practiced, can be easy and immediate. Now, here are some suggestions, ways in which we could rein ourselves in when we are on the verge of reacting negatively. First thing we can do is to tell ourselves, stop it. Say these words to ourselves. Say these words to the action that's forthcoming when our self-preservation is violated or threatened. We could say, stop it, stop it, stop it. And by saying it, we should by then have convinced the emotions that consume the energy to react that it is not at all worth it. 
no gain in this situation. It is only net loss. It's a game of scarcity and scarcity does not register. We could also practice restraint. Use this magic space to think clearly so that we could choose constructive words and actions. Now, positive is always easier than negative. Positive is easier and greater than negative. And let's not make that deadly mistake of making the space messy by our unthought of verbal fireworks or thoughtless actions. Thought is easy and peace is accessible. And if we believe that, we could access the resources immediately. We can also practice restraint by doing the stop and think approach in various situations and encounters when the stakes are low. We could practice restraint in our food intake and even in our shopping and in the other small things, everyday things in our lives. And perhaps we can do this stop and restraint thing by counting from 1 to 10. Stop and count, breathe, and then choose. Chances are, by the time we will choose, the situation has already turned into choicelessness. There's no other choice but to respond like the good guy. We could also disturb our negative emotions by thinking of even just one better option. In NLP, we always say that the person with the most flexibility in a group will have the most influence. And this is called the law of requisite variety. It means that the person with the most options and behavioral choices will control the system. The best people are the people with choices and flexibility, and we want to be one of the best people. And they have choices of behavior that their friends, their colleagues, their leaders, their peers don't have. And anytime you limit your choices, you give others the power. So perhaps instead of throwing the angry emotions into the situation, we could choose to scribble our emotions instead. So there you go. We could stop the impulse. We could practice restraint and we could do one better way. We can totally be in charge of our response. This is it for now, my friends. I'll see you again in the next episode of The Awakener, where we get to talk about the easy ways to become our best and feel our best. And always remember, without change, something sleeps inside of us and seldom awakens. The sleeper must awaken. And the truest awakening that takes place is the one inside each one of us. Every day, in every way. Don't forget to always stay awake, my friends. I'll see you again in the next episode.